At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. As the college basketball season winds down, conference tourney time is here. Lots of excitement in hoops uh, here on Thursday. Number two, Arizona beat up on Stanford 81 69. Number six, Kansas. I love them in this spot, I'll admit. I laid the uh, 10 and a half line moved up to like 12 and a half. They don't cover. They win 72-68, struggling with TCU. I don't like what I see from this Kansas team uh, last couple of games. Uh, Houston, number 14, blows out Temple, 84-46. Number 20, Illinois, a five-point win against Penn State. Number 23, Ohio State, takes care of Michigan State. And number 24, Iowa, on the road, goes to Michigan and whoops them. 82 to 71. On Friday, just one game in the top 25. Murray State plays Southeast Missouri State in the semifinals of the OVC. On Saturday, we got a couple of big games. Number 14, Arkansas at number 13, Tennessee. We got um, number 21, Texas at number six, Kansas. And then Duke, North Carolina in the final game at Cameron Indoor for Coach K. And UCLA, USC uh, doing battle number 16, number 17 there at Pauley Pavilion. Uh, In terms of the futures market here in college basketball, you're looking at conference tournament odds as more of them kind of roll through here. In the Missouri Valley, Loyola Chicago is your favorite at plus 130. In the Ohio Valley, Murray State, is minus 190. In the West Coast, it's Gonzaga, minus 380. You kind of get the feeling like that should be much higher. Uh, America East, Vermont, minus 600. Sun Belt, Texas State, plus 160. The NEC, Bryant, still minus 105. Wagner, plus 130. South Dakota State in the Summit, minus 175. Colgate in the Patriot League, minus 250. Cleveland State in the Horizon, plus 180, and San Diego State in the Mountain West at plus 310. In the uh, Mountain West here, um, San Diego State just played in a battle with uh, Fresno State. In double overtime, San Diego State comes away with the victory, 65-64. So a couple more games left here in the uh, regular season for them 
and then uh, their conference tournament will begin uh, here in Vegas and uh, Boise State right now 15-2 and two would be the one seed in the tournament. They're plus 320 to win it. Colorado State as the current two seed, San Diego State three seed, Wyoming four, UNLV the five seed. UNLV is plus 700. We talked with Matt Humans uh, earlier about UNLV's chances, which he liked, but the number's just not as good as it once was. Like UNLV, the number on them was north of 20 to 1 you could have gotten to win the Mountain West tournament. And now, you know, you're looking at them and plus 700, while it still seems like an attractive number, you clearly missed out on the number here for UNLV. But this is a team that playing some good basketball here down the stretch. They've won four of their last five. They'll finish up their season at New Mexico, and they'll be the, like I said, the fifth seed here in the conference. And the tournament's being played on their home floor at Thomas and Mack. So you give them a little bit of an edge here. Uh, I think rather than, you know, you could play them at plus 700, but I think I'd take a look at them get on a game-by-game scenario and see what what you could get for them against the number because there'll be some games where there'll be dogs for sure. And and maybe that's a good spot to bet them. You know, like the game against Wyoming. Like they Wyoming, uh, UNLV was just a two-point favorite in that game, and they win and they cover. Um, against Nevada on the road, um, Nevada was a three-point favorite. UNLV goes to Nevada and wins that game outright. They lose to Boise State by 10. Uh, Boise State was a short favorite in that one, so Boise wins. They're in first place in the uh, in the conference at 15-2. and two. But I still think UNLV has a, a, a fighter's chance here in this conference tournament. Plus 700, maybe not as great of a value as you, as you did have, but... One that I would certainly still take a look at. As far as uh, conference tournament action that's going on on Friday, you have the Big South quarterfinal, Longwood, an eight-point favorite against uh, North Carolina A&T. You have the MVC, the Missouri Valley quarterfinal, Illinois State at uh, at Northern Iowa. Actually, no, the, game, the, the tournament's in St. Louis, but... Illinois State against um, Northern Iowa. The Big South quarterfinal, South Carolina Upstate, is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Charleston Southern. Loyola Chicago hosts Bradley. Uh, well, not hosts. Obviously, it's in St. Louis again. But Loyola Chicago is taking on Bradley in the quarterfinal of the um, Missouri Valley Tournament. Loyola Chicago is the favorite to win this tournament. So... They're plus 130 to win the tournament. Bradley plus 900. And Loyola Chicago, a six-point favorite here in this game. I like Loyola Chicago to win and cover that spread against Bradley, a game that will be 1230. So, yeah, I guess 330 Eastern time. That game coming up here on Friday. Uh, SoCon Championship, first round of that tournament, East Tennessee State against the Citadel. East Tennessee State, a five-and-a-half-point favorites. Going back to the Big South, it's high point against Winthrop. Winthrop is a six-point favorite. And uh, you got the SoCon games, Western Carolina at Mercer uh, against Mercer. Mercer is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 
the, the game in the top 25, as we mentioned, Murray State against Southeast Missouri State. And haven't seen a line on that game yet for the Racers, but you know certainly Murray State would be the team that I would back here in that spot. Uh, you got the Big South uh, uh, quarterfinal, Gardner-Webb, two-point favorite over Campbell. The West Coast Conference, second-round action, Loyola against BYU, that tournament here in Vegas at the uh, Orleans Arena. You have the MVC quarterfinal, Drake, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Southern Illinois. The OVC semifinal, Belmont, Against Moorhead State, no, uh, no, um, no line on that one yet. Uh, also, West Coast game, uh, West Coast Conference game, second round action, San Diego against Portland, no line on that one just yet. Uh, I mentioned Saturday's got a big slate, um, but really the big uh, tournaments here. And we'll get underway coming up uh, shortly, a couple of days from now. Um, the ninth, really, is when these things will begin. So about next Wednesday, uh, and you'll have the major conference tournaments, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, yes, uh, some games here on Sunday. On Sunday, you got the uh, Ivy League Championship, the SEC Championship, the Atlantic 10 Championship, the American Championship and the Big Ten Championship all on Sunday the 13th, which is Selection Sunday. Saturday's championship games uh, on the 12th will be the America East, uh, the MEAC, and what else we got? I believe the MAC, the uh, Mountain West, the SWAC, the Big 12, the Big East, the MAC, you know, Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference, M-A-A-C. Also, the Mid-American M-A-C. So, both MACs. Uh, Big Sky, Conference USA, the ACC, the Pac-12, the Southland, the WAC, and the Big West. So, big weekend next weekend in college basketball. Got to get there first, though. Got to get there. I think the one bet that I'm just so confident in when it comes to these conference tournaments, and yes, they're heavily favored. Uh, at least you know they, they are currently. They will be when when the odds open up on DraftKings as well. But Duke to win the ACC, like no one's beating them in the ACC tournament. There's no one's beating them. Duke's gonna finish up here on uh, Saturday at home against North Carolina. It's the final game at Cameron Indoor for Coach K. They'll be heavily favored. They'll win big. Last time they played North Carolina, they won by 20 in Chapel Hill. They'll win this one in Durham convincingly and quietly. And I say quietly because there's been so much conversation about the Arizonas and what's going on in the Big Ten and and with Kansas and with Auburn and Kentucky. But Duke has won five, six, seven straight games since losing to Virginia. They're covering in every game. They're winning big. Well, they didn't cover really against Wake Forest, but they win by 30 against Pittsburgh. They win by over 20 against Syracuse. You know, they barely win against Virginia, but uh, an 18-point win against Florida State. They're going to win big against North Carolina. And going into the ACC Conference Tournament, where they'll be the one seed, 
I, there's not a single team that I think can get can 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 mess with them in the ACC conference tournament. Not Florida State, not Virginia, not Notre Dame, not North Carolina. Duke wins the ACC tournament, and then the committee's going to have a decision to make. I still think they're on the two line, but maybe there's a chance they get themselves on the one line. We'll continue to talk college basketball. Katie Mox from MSG will join me coming up next. We'll get into college hoops, uh, the NBA, get our thoughts on the draft as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball heating up right now, uh, and obviously will continue as we get into the conference tournaments, the major conference tournament schedules next week. Um, and and really looking ahead to the tournament, I don't know how many futures bets I'm going to have. I might place a couple of long shot bets on the champion. I don't think there's a good good enough value on some of the long shot bets, or not long shot bets, but some of the bets to make the final four. Like plus four hundred is not really enough to get to the final four. I'd rather you know going to take some teams on a game by game basis, but I will look at some of the you know plus twenty you know twenty five to one types, maybe even beyond to win the NCAA tournament and sprinkle a couple on that. Uh, let's get to uh, our guest now. Katie Mox is the host of the Betting Exchange on MSG Networks. And Katie, now that football season's over, has college basketball taken over your focus? 
So obviously when football runs out, that's when I start focusing a little bit more on college basketball. And, you know, we're gearing up for March 13th, which always feels like Christmas morning to me a little bit when those brackets are released. The last couple of weeks have been crazy. What was it last week? There were seven losses in a single day from big favorites, top 10 schools. And there's a lot of good teams that seem to be on the bubble right now for the conference championship. Oregon Ducks, I mean, they may not make it in. They've lost four of their last six games. Wake Forest actually looking pretty good. They beat Louisville and NC State by double digits. North Carolina, obviously big game for them tonight, taking on Coach K in his final game as a Blue Devil. So it's been really interesting. It's been fun. I feel like college hoops, anything can happen. So it's it's just a fun one to bet on. What teams have you been locking in on like who do you want to back moving forward well moving forward i think the, the big favorites like obviously gonzaga is is always going to be someone that i'm going to be backing i think they're at 115 for the final four plus 350 for the national championship arizona wildcats they've been great i feel like everyone thought it was going to be ucla out of the pac-12 but arizona's just been absolutely balling auburn tigers like what a season they've had jabari smith he's looking like he could probably go number one in the nba draft i feel like bruce pearl has done a phenomenal job with that program but if we're looking about like people that i'm uh, more of like underdogs or people that maybe aren't as favorites for the conference championship. Like I kind of like Purdue. I feel like inside they're big. They have a pro on the perimeter and Ivy. I like Arkansas and Tennessee to make runs just kind of on the back of their defense. And probably my biggest dark horse would be Texas tech plus five fifty. They have the potential to shut anyone down any single day. Their defense is suffocating. It kind of looks like teams are drowning when they're up against them. So I'm a big proponent of the offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. So I like to look a lot at the defenses and, and make sure that those are strong. Oh, yeah. What about uh, teams that you're potentially looking to fade? Maybe uh, an early tournament exit. So I don't really trust anyone from the Big Ten this season. <laughs> I mean, that whole conference has been absolutely shaky. So Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Ohio, I don't really know about any of those. And then I also like to look at the coaches, like who is great in the regular season, but not so much in the tournament. I like to look at those tournament records. I haven't dug too deep into it yet. I'm going to deep dive next week. And then, of course, I like to look at all those historical trends, like the number 12 always upsets the number five mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. first round and, and those type of things. So I'll wait until it is announced on the 13th, but those are those uh, big ten as too shaky for me. Let's go to the NBA uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, those are the biggest stories right now in the league. How wide open it is! The uh, Sixers have looked good. Granted, oof. two of those games were against the Knicks, and I think you and I would look great <laughs> against the Knicks, yes. Katie. So, uh, yes. how sold are you on the Philadelphia 76ers after this start with Harden? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sold. I mean, I think it was Embiid himself that said that this duo is unstoppable, and I, I think that they're one of the most dynamic duos since probably the inception of the Splash Brothers. It's hard to make Embiid look better, and somehow he looks better. I think he's a lock for MVP at this point. Harden has been phenomenal. He's been passing a lot. Embiid has said he's never been this open. To me, it just seems like everything clicks. The toxicity has been lifted off of the team and the program with Ben Simmons gone, and it's just a lot of excitement and a lot of points hmm. who's been good to you lately in the nba the Chicago Bulls have been good to me. They were surprised for me. The Bulls have been good. Uh, DeMar DeRozan specifically has just been on fire. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies have been pretty good. And the Atlanta Hawks at home. And I will say, I do fade the Knicks. It's profitable to fade the Knicks, but I also like to take them in the first half because they tend to do well in the first half, and then they totally implode in the second half. So Knicks' first half has been pretty good. 
and who's who's been bad to you? Who's hurt you? Well, the Nets. The Nets are like my ex-boyfriend from college. They always look so attractive because you think they've got all these players and they're going to come out great. And then there's injuries and COVID protocols and whatever else. And I cannot bet the Nets to save my life. It doesn't matter what side I take on it. I always lose. <laughs> what about them moving forward with Durant back and the potential? Obviously, we're waiting on Ben Simmons. And if... Uh... If they get some sort of ability to have Kyrie at home, uh, things could get interesting. There's obviously a reason why they're still tops of the futures market. Yes, and I just think it's so I think people assume and they're waiting for them to get to this point, but they're basically like the Big Ten to me. They have not shown me anything this season that says they're going to be completely healthy. And Ben Simmons, yeah, on paper, he probably looks up, but he hasn't played in a year. We don't really know what he's going to do. And I feel like now that Harden is playing as well as he is, there's so much pressure on Ben Simmons right now. I'm not just not sure how he's going to do. Mm. Out West, uh, any team that you're really looking at besides the obvious which would be the phoenix suns well the warriors I, i'm a big i'm a big warriors yes they've been totally inconsistent steph in general has been inconsistent without draymond green they have been playing as well on defense but i think when they're fully healthy and everyone's together you get clay up to speed you know steph curry locks in you get draymond back best of seven i don't think that there is any team that can beat this warriors team when they're at full strength best of seven how much have you guys on the show uh, been doing a little early NFL draft talk? We haven't done any. Uh, I wish we did. We haven't done any NFL draft talk so far, but uh, hoping to get into that. Is there anyone that you're looking at? Well, you know, I think that uh, there's so much conversation about the top pick, right? And, and Evan yeah. Neal and, and the Jaguars taking a tackle, which I think is the right move for them. But I was talking about this with somebody yesterday on the show. If, if the handicap is just about the position, why yeah. not sprinkle a little bit on Ekam Ikwonu at plus 450 instead of Evan Neal? Because maybe they decide to go with him based on his metrics or intangibles or whatnot. Maybe they just like him. Yes, we agree that they're going to take an offensive tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence. But is it a slam dunk that it's one guy versus the other? <sighs> Uh, you got me, but I think I'm going to sprinkle on that with you. That's a really good point. Yeah, because one guy is minus 115 now, and everybody's gushing over him, and the other guy's yep. sitting here at plus 450, and, and there's a chance it could happen. Uh, I know you're a 49ers fan. Jimmy Garoppolo, yes. will he be under center for the 49ers? And if not, who will he be playing for next season? I do not think he will be at the center for the 49ers, which is a bummer for me because I do love Jimmy Garoppolo. But that said, I think that they've seen what they need to see from Trey Lance. At least that's what they've been saying. And, you know, they want to get good money from Jimmy. Jimmy is a winning quarterback. There's, it's not a good draft class this year in terms of quarterbacks. So I think they could probably get the most for Jimmy this season. I feel like the Steelers wouldn't be a bad place for him. Jimmy is good when he has a team that can run the football and that has a good defense. And I feel like the Steelers are a good candidate there. So I know that the Niners will want to do right by Jimmy. And what I will say, maybe he's not the greatest quarterback. A lot of people have a lot of, you know, disparaging things to say about him, but there's something to be said about who he is in the locker room. The Patriots wanted to make sure that they took care of him and that he went somewhere good. I know that the Niners want to do the same thing. So I feel like he will end up somewhere that's, that's good for him. And of course, not too detrimental to the Niners. Katie, appreciate the time as always. Best of luck with your bets. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one. She's Katie Mox from the Betting Exchange on MSG Networks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. We talked uh, talked about those quarterbacks, right? 
And there's odds right now on DraftKings where you can bet the starting quarterback market. Uh, Who will take the first snap for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one? Mason Rudolph is your favorite at plus 250. Any rookie quarterback is plus 400. Dwayne Haskins plus 600. For Seattle, Russell Wilson is minus 225. For the Bucs, Kyle Trask is the favorite at plus 300. Jimmy Garoppolo, the second favorite at plus 550. Who will take the first snap for the Bucs next season? Could Garoppolo make his way to Tampa? That's the question. We'll take a look at the uh, boards for tomorrow and the weekend in uh, the NBA and the NHL. This is The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Sadenberg, always on Twitter, at ScottTelnair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Follow us all on the network at Live and head to vcin.com to find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here on the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC sandwich today. I got to get me one of those. Scott Sadenberg here. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, every time I do that read, it makes me hungry. Hungry for winners. Okay, that was cheesy. Let's get into the NBA board here on Friday. Let's run down what we got going on. Uh, the Pacers are at the Pistons. That's the, uh, the first uh, couple of games here that will tip off 7 o'clock Eastern time on a Friday night. Pacers a four-point favorite in Detroit against the Pistons. The Pistons are uh, playing the second night of a back-to-back after they win as underdogs in Toronto, 108-106. So you got the Pistons at home against the Pacers. The Cavs are at the Sixers. Philadelphia, a seven and a half point favorite. Can we fade the Sixers? This is a team that in the first three games with James Harden have looked great. They beat the Knicks. They, well, they beat the Timberwolves. And then they beat the Knicks twice. Okay. Everyone looks good against the Knicks. Knicks stink. Knicks are an auto fade. But you can't deny that the Sixers have looked good. Seven and a half at home to a team like the Cavaliers. I kind of like Cleveland in this spot. And it's not because of my hatred here for for James Harden. I think that when it comes to Cleveland, and I know that they themselves have kind of struggled as of late. The Cavs have uh, lost two straight. But... When it comes to uh, the Cavs, Darius Garland's back. And I think Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley can create some problems for Joel Embiid inside. They got a lot of size on this team. Okay? And I think that when it comes to, um, you know, this matchup, They lost the last time they played in Philadelphia. 103-93 was the last time these two teams played. 
in that loss, let's see. Uh, Allen had 13 points and five boards. Mobley had 11 points and eight boards. Garland had 27 points. Karis LeVert had 11 points. Uh, Joel Embiid dropped 40 on him. Wow. 40 points, 14 boards, 10 assists. So it was the Joel Embiid show in Philadelphia the last time these two teams played. Mm. Will history repeat itself? That'll be something to to, to watch out for. Um, maybe get a better, more inspired effort from the Cavaliers in this one, just knowing that they've been struggling and looking at the standings now. They are currently the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, just two games up on the Toronto Raptors. Elsewhere, you got the Atlanta Hawks, three-point favorites at the Wizards. Uh, The Hawks, um, they sitting right now as the 10th seed, just a game and a half up on Washington. So Atlanta coming off a win here against uh, Chicago, playing the second night of a back-to-back here on the road in D.C. You got the Bucks, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Chicago. The Bulls, second night of a back-to-back. They've lost three straight now. They just lost here on Thursday to the Atlanta Hawks. And in that game, DeMar DeRozan scored 22 points. And there's a pattern here developing with DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. So DeRozan has 22 points. They lose. He has 18 points. They lose. He has 37. They win. 38, they win. 40, they win. 38, 35, 36, they win. He had 45 in a loss against Philadelphia back on February 6th. That's what started the whole streak of him scoring over 35 points. But if they don't get a DeMar DeRozan MVP-like performance, and his MVP odds have certainly taken a hit, over the past week or so with the Bulls struggling. If they don't get an MVP-type performance from DeRozan, they don't win. Not while they're still banged up. So Milwaukee might be the way to go here in this one. On the road in Chicago, just considering, you know, second night of a back-to-back, Bulls haven't looked great. Uh, the schedule is going to catch up to them at some point. I think maybe Bucks are the way to go. Milwaukee coming off that big win against Miami. The other night. The Magic are at the Raptors. Toronto an eight-point favorite. Toronto just lost on Thursday night to the Pistons. They need a win desperately. This is a get-right spot for them. Like I said, they're only a game and a half up on the Wizards, so they need the win to avoid falling out of the playoff uh, spot right now. So Toronto, eight-point favorites at home against the Magic. The Jazz, three-and-a-half points on the road against the Pelicans. New Orleans been playing much better as of late. C.J. McCollum's got this team on a roll. They've won three straight games, including wins over the Suns and the Lakers. Uh, The Jazz, meanwhile, they just continue to, you know, do what they do. 
They've won three straight, but they've won uh, seven. Wait, let's see. Five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've won nine of their last ten. So Utah playing really good basketball. That's a good game. Underrated game. Jazz and the Pelicans. Timberwolves are at the Thunder. Minnesota is a seven and a half point favorite. And, you know, as bad as the Thunder have been, they still are amongst the leaders here. The number two team in the NBA against the spread. 37-21-4 ATS this season. Incredible. Rockets are at the Nuggets. Denver laying 13 and a half. And then the Knicks at the Suns. And the Suns are a six-point favorite. Not enough. I know they don't have Devin Booker. I know they don't have Chris Paul. I know it's very easy to take a night off in the NBA, especially when you're playing a team like the Knicks. And that would be my only concern with betting the Suns here is do they take a night off because it's the Knicks. And because knowing that, um, well, they're playing on Sunday against the uh, Bucks, But this is a Knicks team that is really, really slumping right now. They've lost six straight games. It's, it's not funny, but I remember, I guess it's ironic, it's kind of funny. But about a week, a week and a half ago, there was legit conversation, at least in the New York media and in the New York market, that maybe the Knicks down the stretch with 20-somewhat games left, 29 games, whatever it was, that the Knicks could compete and try and get the 10th spot, get into the play-in range, play-in tournament. And who knows how close they would have been if they had won a couple of games over the last uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, but they have lost six straight games. They've lost nine of their last 10 games. It's gone from bad to worse, and I, I just I can't see them covering here against the Phoenix Suns, even without Devin Booker and, and, and Chris Paul. Just, just can't see it. Suns should be able to get the job done without those two. Phoenix beat up on the Trailblazers, another bad team, much like the Knicks, playing without Devin Booker, 120-90, a 30-point win. And in that game, Cam Johnson had 20 points, Crowder had 15, Bridges had 15, Aiton had 18. So everyone kind of shared in on the scoring. That's the type of performance they'll get here against the New York Knicks. I'm not worried about it. I think uh, Suns at home minus the six. So best bets in the NBA here, I'd probably go Cavs plus the seven and a half. I'd take the Bucks minus the three and a half. I'd go, um, I was going to say Pelicans plus the three and a half, but I don't know. I might stay away from that one. And then the Suns minus the six is really what I like in that spot. Total fade of the Knicks. Getting to some hockey plays, talk about the weekend in college basketball coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. See if we can find some underdogs like the ones that came through here on Thursday night on the ice. Maybe some heavy money line dogs 
uh, coming up here on the weekend schedule. I'm looking at you, Detroit, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Maybe, just maybe. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Well, before you make your next bet, you guys know what to do. You got to go to vsin.com. You got to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the NHL schedule here for Friday and uh, some interesting games. You got the Wild at the Sabres. Minnesota is minus 200. That would fall into the category. We remember before the All-Star break, we were tracking this thing of road favorites, minus 200 or greater. And those, those certainly paid off in the first half of the season. Second half kind of slowed down a bit. But Wild, still a team that uh, is in contention here. In the uh, Western Conference, taking a look at the standings in the Western Conference, Minnesota, three points up on Nashville for the third spot in the Central Division. Buffalo is just one of the worst teams in the NHL. They uh, have 17 wins on the season. They're 17-30-8 with a minus 48 differential. Just three wins in their last 10 games. I like Minnesota to get the job done there against Buffalo. The interesting game with the largest spread here is the Red Wings Lightning. Tampa just lost here on Thursday at home to the Penguins. And in that game, Andre Vasilevsky allows four goals and... Does he play the second game of a back-to-back 
against the Red Wings? You see, this is a question you need the answer to. Because if Vasilevsky doesn't play, and let's say Brian Elliott or or whoever gets the start, I'm not saying that they're not capable of winning. Elliott has played 10 games this season. He's 5-2-2 in those games. But he's not Vasilevsky. And when when you have an underdog, or at least you're inquiring about an underdog, it helps to go up against the backup goalie. So the Red Wings could be interesting to me at a plus 300 price. If Vasilevsky doesn't play, Red Wings are plus 260 right now. That one, circle that. Could be an interesting underdog bet. Uh, Devils at the Rangers. Rangers are minus 170. And uh, probably going to get Georgiev in net. Have to look out for that. But if he is in net, not Shesterkin, I like the over six. Because I think the Rangers can score. Their offense has been great. The Devils, they've been scoring. They've also been giving up a ton of goals. So I would think that if you get, especially if you get Georgiev in net instead of Shesterkin, I would kind of look towards uh, the over in that game. Penguins at the Hurricanes. Second out of a back-to-back. Penguins look good in Tampa. Uh, Hurricanes minus 150 at home. Also, the uh, second out of a back-to-back for Carolina, who lost in Washington against the Capitals for nothing. The Blue Jackets are home against the Kings. Total of one, uh, it's about minus 145 for the Kings. Total of six. Over would be the way I would lean here. Uh, Blue Jackets, um, they've scored a bunch in their last couple of games. Columbus the, recently has had two seven-goal games and two six-goal games. Um, so offense has looked good. Defensively, they've given up three, 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 three. So uh, I think the over could be a play here for Columbus and uh, the Kings. The Stars are at the Jets. That game pretty close to even. Dallas minus 110. And then the Golden Knights at Ducks. Vegas minus 125. I like Anaheim here as a dog. Vegas has not played well recently. They're in a bit of a slump. Actually, it's it's not a bit of a slump. They're in a slump. Vegas has just won. They've won four of their last 10 games. They uh, have dropped now outside of the top three in the Pacific Division. And looking at the wild card standings, they are currently just one point up on Dallas and three points up on Anaheim and four points up on Vancouver for the second wild card. This race is tightening up here down the stretch. And I just don't like the way that Vegas has been playing. Plus, you're probably going to get Brassois in net because Leonard played here on Thursday 
and it was his second game since coming back from the injury. Got to imagine it's going with the backup here on Friday in Anaheim. Anaheim just came off a big win uh, on, uh, what was it, Wednesday night where they got a last-second goal to beat the Bruins, or is that on Tuesday night, whatever it was, when Anaheim got a last-second goal to beat the Bruins by Trevor Zegras. I'm going with, I think I'm going with Anaheim here as the dog at home. So uh, that's who I would go with here on the Friday scoreboard. And maybe a little, have some fun with uh, some teams. How about a little parlay here? Anaheim, even money. Let's go over six Rangers, Devils. Let's go Minnesota Wild money line. Three-leg parlay plus 465. Now you go Minnesota minus a goal and a half. Now you're at plus 741. So seven to one or four to one, depending if you want to go the uh, puck line on Minnesota or just Minnesota to win uh, by just win by a goal. But I do like Anaheim at even money, and I do like the over six in the Rangers and the Devils. So those two, and then throw in the favorite in Minnesota. Stay away from that Lightning Detroit game. If anything, I might have a single game sprinkle on the Red Wings at plus 260 or shop around, see if I can find a better number than plus 260. On the college basketball scoreboard here on Friday, you got one team in the top 25 in action. That's Murray State uh, playing in their conference tournament uh, in the uh, OVC semifinal. Murray State against Southeast uh, Missouri State. So I like Murray State to win that game. Haven't seen a line out on that game just yet. So uh, it's got to be Murray State heavily favored. Let's see. Um, earlier this season, Murray State played against Southeast Missouri State, and they were laying 19 and a half. Murray State was. And you're wondering, well, how'd they do? They were laying 19 and a half. Well, they won the game by 25 points. So I think they did pretty well, Murray State against Southeast Missouri State. Uh, Not afraid of the big number there. Although, final game of the regular season, these two teams played. And Southeast Missouri State was a 11.5-point dog. They were winning by five at the half, and they were winning by double digits in the second half. Murray State rallied, came from behind, wound up winning the game 70-68. to These two teams playing again, I don't think it's going to be as close as that one was. Give me Murray State to win this game and uh, advance to the finals of the Ohio Valley, where they will play against Belmont, who is taking on Moorhead State. Uh, I would bet Belmont in that game. I'd bet Murray State in their game. That is the OVC. So uh, that's the only team in the top 25 in action. Uh, You got a lot of mid-major action coming up here on uh, Friday and just throughout the rest of this weekend. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'm sure there's going to be lots of discussion coming up here on uh, Follow the Money, UFC 272 with Lou Finacaro. Uh, Jeff Siegel, thoroughbred analyst. We'll talk some racing, big big races, I guess, coming up 
to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. And then Aaron Renning, NBA handicapper, joins the program as well. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.